Singing to that highway song Got a little night smile The kind that drives you out Nothing like playing with fire Brings forward a life Be with the fuse you like Be good, you're dynamite Paint my day when you walked inside town Beside me whispered with your eyes Let's go You made me say Following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, fourteen minutes and twenty seconds. Where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. Good morning there for the, uh, this is the March the 22nd, 2023, 14, 20 in the morning coming at you. Once again, thank you for let, letting us be a part of your morning each and every day here on Facebook Live. Just depends what time it might might be. But anyways, uh, today's show is that uh, every show is brought to you by Barnburner Hockey and barnburnerhockey.ca. Use promo code. 1420 barn at barnburnerhockey.ca for all uh for their all natural hockey products and apparel today and save yourself 10 percent in the process by using our promo code to our friends at um barnburnerhockey.ca a little, little rough this morning geez i'm not even i don't actually have no idea why to be honest with you just a little little uh little numbled in the uh in the tungle i guess anyways the world baseball classic ended last night with a fantastic baseball game uh the united states versus japan went to as scripted, couldn't have scripted any better with the Otani facing Trout in the, the last at bat, double play to to get to to get to that situation with the three two lead. Uh, Schwarber hit the home run in the eighth. Uh, just a great baseball exhibition, like not an exhibition, but a great a great exhibition of baseball. That was a fantastic tournament, all in all. I can't I can't stress this enough how great that is and the the enthusiasm that every team had throughout the, the throughout the tournament and showed what the game of baseball can be and what most sports can be. It was uh, done so well in the way. It was set up, and of course, having Japan and the United States in the championship final probably didn't hurt at all either. With the uh, with the two uh, biggest, I wouldn't say yeah, two of the it's the, the most populated countries, I guess, that, that play baseball, and uh, having those two teams battle it out the way it was, and the way Japan plays the game, they play to, they play to win, not just compete. They uh, they play the game the right way a lot. They they, they do things a lot. It's, it's not an all or nothing kind of brand of baseball that we see a lot in North America these days. Uh, you, you had guys stealing bases, guys moving. Moving up the bases, Trout in the first inning there was unbelievable. How he uh, turned that little bloop into a double, and it showed you how much uh, these guys actually wanted to win this baseball game last night. And it was it was a great uh, it was great to watch. It was the way the, the game should be played on on a night in night out, night out basis. I know you won't get that kind of enthusiasm on night on game seventy six between the Baltimore Orioles and the Kansas City Royals. It's just not going to happen. But having that kind of uh, enthusiasm this early for the game of baseball and for the sport of baseball for 
people who like like the like the game the way the way that I do. Uh, it was great to watch that kind of a game, and like I said, the enthusiasm for the crowd was was second to none. And the way the way that was uh, the way it all drew out was uh, great. Like like I said, the Schwarber home run in the eighth, where he long at bat, I think he fouled off six or seven pitches, and it was uh, you kind of knew that something was brewing there a little bit. And then when you had uh, Trey Turner getting the single right after that. There was one thing that was strange to me, and it's kind of this all-or-nothing thing that I talked about: the, how the U.S. played that game, and the U.S. played throughout the tournament, and how baseball played is played in North America, and how you've seen J- Japan uh, play that tournament. You you kind of thought that maybe if they would have taken a pitch or two with Darvish on the mound a little bit, he gets a little bit nervous over his career with guys on base, and you you had uh, Trey Turner, one of the fastest guys in baseball, at first base on a single, and they, you know you, you you get a base hit and the guy could have scored from second quite easily but the uh the americans uh, the next two pitches and they're out japan was out of the inning but if you, you would have seen turner uh get to second base and, and steal you might have had dervish or you darvish um steering a little bit differently and the at-bats might have been a little bit different on the uh the, in the eighth, eighth inning there you never knew what might what, what, what uh, could have happened a tie game going into the uh into the ninth and what would have otani came in in the ninth in a tie game with darvish it would have just played out a little bit differently if if you if uh turner would have been given the chance to steal that base but it never happened um one thing that I, I'm going to rant a little bit about, I tried, I tried to be completely positive on, on this this morning, but it was I kind of got a, a chuckle out of. As you guys know, who watch watch or listen to the show, uh, I'm a bit of a Yankee guy, or if you look behind me, I'm a lot of a Yankee guy. And they kept saying that the two two the two best players in baseball were uh, were on the field that night with Otani and Trout. They keep they they seem to be forgetting about a guy who wasn't playing, and he, for for whatever reasons, in a guy by the name of Aaron Judge, who's who's pretty good in his own right so uh the two best players in baseball uh, maybe two of the best would have been the proper way to word that but that's that's just me being a yankee hugger that i am but another thing that kind of made me laugh last night speaking of trey turner was they kept saying america's shortstop um Maybe for the week, just it's, and then America's captain, yeah, with with Mike Trout. I, I know it was a baseball telecast and everything else, but uh, maybe they could have found a way to to word that a little bit differently. Yes, as a broadcaster of the event, you're supposed to bolt it up a little bit, but America's shortstop and America's captain, and and the two the two best players in baseball were were a little bit rich for me. Maybe because I'm I'm a Canadian and I have a a different view on on some of those things that they were saying. But that's that's my rant for the day. It's just, I just found it quite humorous and kind of kind of. Uh, I don't want to say childish, but kind of ridiculous, I guess is one way of putting it. That's just me and I'm entitled to my opinions, my show, but no, it was a great, it was a great, uh, it was a great tournament all in all. You had to, a lot of teams that, that came out of like, this, uh, a Rose arena was a character throughout the, the tournament. His pose at second base. I may not have liked that five, six years ago, but whenever he got a double or a hit or something, he would look over at the bench and cross his arms. I thought it was fantastic. That, that catch he made uh, two nights ago against uh, Japan was, uh, was unbelievable. And then he just looked at it at his bench see yeah, i'm here the way he was signing autographs for in, in the crowd you, you hope that baseball can, can find a way to, to do that and build on that a little bit in the rose arena uh, who plays in an obscure place like tampa probably won't have that that much of a chance to play in front of a crowd like that ever again in his life if he stays in tampa but it was it was fun to see some characters and some personalities come out of the game of baseball and it wasn't the stuffy the stuffy crowd that you see 
on a nightly basis with baseball starting in uh, G seven days from now, the or eight days from now, I guess it starts. It's only Wednesday, but eight days from now, uh, the spring training's over and you get into the real stuff. But it was fun to watch the World Baseball Classic. Yes, of course, there were some negatives. You have a couple of guys going down, Diaz go, uh, going down for the season for the match, and then you have Altuve uh, going down. Maybe, maybe that's just karma. I shouldn't say that, but uh, uh, Altuve's out for a little bit with a broken hand. He got hit in the, it hit in the fist with a pitch, and he has. So there is some negatives, no matter. Or what but to, all in all you got to think that that's the uh that's a, a, a huge plus for the game of baseball will it will it translate into some different things uh throughout the season probably not because people who like baseball like baseball and uh, but it, it can't hurt the game of baseball um there's reports already that that, that was the uh, most watched baseball game of all time yes it's the united states yes it's japan where there's just more people so it only stands to reason it's the most watched baseball game of all time but uh baseball people that I know were watching that game and they were tuned in no matter what. And they were, they were enthused about it. The tournament was great. It was a a great, a a great final. And there was no better way to end it last night, but, Two of the best, not two, not the two two best, but the two of the best. And Trout got some pitches to hit. He, there were some pitches out that they weren't flat, but the, the Otani said, "Here it is, man. If you can hit it, let's, let's tie it up and let's go to extras." And it was it was interesting to watch. And he threw he overthrew the one pitch, ended up on, at the backstop. But it was interesting to watch. Otani gave gave his boy Trout a chance to hit it. And uh, so people who uh, like I'm not a Trout hugger by any means, but Trout had a chance to uh, cement his uh, his name in baseball lore, not that, that he needs anything to to. Make make himself any better and, and, and pat his resume, maybe a playoff win now. And that wouldn't hurt. That's not his fault. That's where he plays. Right. But he could always ask for a trade. Uh, but that's one of those things that he had a chance to, to do it last night. And it didn't happen. The, uh, the one thing I want to get to, uh, we talk about hockey a lot on this show, but I want to, I want to tie this into the national hockey league. We're going to go a little bit longer today. Uh, the national hockey league should take note of this tournament and how it uh, and how it brought eyeballs at, at a point in the season to, to baseball where pe- people aren't normally watching baseball and hockey had a thing back in the, in the day. And I, I don't know who listens. I don't know the, the exact demographics who listens to this show or watches on YouTube or Facebook. But the thing is that the Canada ha- or the uh, National Hockey League and the NHLPA and the IHF, I guess, had to be involved to an extent. They had this thing that used to be called the Canada Cup, and it, it was a great tournament. And some of the greatest moments in, in Canadian hockey history have uh, ha- spawned from that. Uh, 87 Canada Cup was best on best. Uh, the, the final was a best on three with, with the Russians, and the, the 91 Canada Cup was the best on, at a best of three with the United States, and then they, they changed it to the World Cup of Hockey, and we'll get to that in half a second. But those were great tournaments and some of the greatest moments in Canadian hockey history, and not, not just Canadian hockey history, but hockey history came from those tournaments because it was best on best, players versus players. Things are a lot different now with the, the fall of the Iron Curtain and everything else that, that's happened, and people people came, like there was a, no, no Europeans playing in North America. There were definitely no Russians playing in North America and the like, and no Slovakians and Ch- the Czech, the Czech Republic. And it was, it was Czechoslovakia back then. Right. So you had, you had players of obscurity who you, you never got to see coming over to North America and playing in front of our eyeballs in, in the month of September. And it was always a great tournament for Canes and it showcased the game a lot. And Bettman, you should take note of what just happened there with, with the, uh, the world cup or the, the world cup of baseball, because uh, it was, it was fantastic drama. And hockey, hockey lost that a lot. Yes, COVID had something to do with that. 
But the thing is, is that you did, you haven't really been trying to get best on best. Yes, you had the Olympics in two, the last time was 2014. That's a long time ago. Yes, you tried something, some cockamamie thing in 2016 that didn't make any sense. You had a young guns team. You had Team Europe with a bunch of players from different different countries conglomerating into one team. Yes, you thought it would be, be more competitive, but who was, who was cheering for Team Europe? Go Europe. Who says that? Like, it's not even a thing, Batman. It was a ridiculous idea. And yes, you, you're, there are teams who would be entered into a tournament like that who didn't have a chance to win. But if you look at the World Cup, World, World Cup of Baseball, there was a lot of teams who didn't have a chance to win, Canada being one of them. They weren't going to win that tournament. Great Britain wasn't winning that tournament. Australia wasn't winning that tournament. So get get back to what it was back in the in the 80s. You, you think about the Gretzky-Lemieux pass in 87 against the Russians, those, those three games in a row against the, the, the Russians, 6-5 in a row, three nights in a row, fantastic hockey. They, were, they, they played them in different centers. I think it was there was one in Hamilton was the last one, and then they played one in Quebec City, I believe, and one in Montreal. If I'm, I, I could be wrong, but it doesn't much matter. And then the one in, in 91, Lindros played in that as an underager or 17, 18 year old player. He played in that one, and then it changed in 96. It changed to uh, the World Cup of Hockey, not the Canada Cup, and it was a great tournament. That one was stolen by Mike Richter and the United States over, and not not stolen, but Mike Richter stole that tournament from from the Canadians because they out, outshot them horribly, and it was a great showcase of hockey, and it was best on best hockey and then we got the olympics in, in 2000 and uh or 98 was the first one and then 2002 and then 2010 and, and the like so we've had some chances to see best on best hockey but it's lost it's uh it's lost its way for sure and yes you have your reasons everything else you can't do it mid-season i get it but having having that tournament that, that, that they, they used to have was was great for hockey and it, it grew the game a little bit now you have kids who haven't seen best on best hockey in fact you have the best player to ever play the game in Connor McDavid, who hasn't been able to play in a best-on-best tournament, and he's uh, not getting long in the tooth, but how many more years does he have to go? And it was a perfect opportunity to have a guy like Sidney Crosby maybe passing the torch on to a guy like uh, like, like McDavid, because Crosby, of course, scored the golden goal in 2010 in Vancouver. And I know this isn't all about Canada and everything else, but there are teams who who, who have surpassed or equaled Canada in, in, in the hockey world and would have a chance of winning this tournament. Would a lot of teams have a chance of winning? Probably not. But you have, you have the United States, you have Russia, you have... A, uh, Chechia, you have Sweden, who's always Swedes, but too many Swedes, right? You have Finland, you have teams, and Switzerland, who always seems to be a thorn in people's sides in these international tournaments. You have teams, and then you could have teams that maybe if a guy didn't make Team Canada, he could go like how it is in the in, in the World Cup of Baseball. They could go play for their ancestors' teams, and and you know how it all works. I don't want to get into the semantics of it all, but I, I think that hockey has to start doing stuff like this to grow their game. Yes, you, you won't get the, the same numbers, you won't get the same viewers as baseball, as soccer, because more people, there's just more people who play soccer and more people who play play baseball. There isn't that many people worldwide who play, like, numbers-wise. Yes, there's a lot, but numbers-wise, they do not equal how many people play the game of hockey compared to, to baseball and soccer. It's just the way it is. But to grow the game, you, Batman, you need to do something, because you know what doesn't turn on to television sets? Minnesota and Anna on a Wednesday night. You can't just expect that to happen. And you know what doesn't turn on TV sets? The All-Star game. Nobody cares. Nobody cares in markets that have that have that like hockey. Up here in Western Canada, I don't know anybody who watches that dribble. That's just me. I don't know. But Batman, you take note of whoever your, your office is, having an announcement that you went to Fanatics for your jerseys next year on the morning of the, the World Cup of Baseball final. That's your big announcement. You're a joke. And it was it's, it's an absolute farce the way you, you refuse to change the game of hockey. 
and you just you, you spit out numbers and you spit out facts that that are just just lawyer speak. It's ridiculous to think that you you think you're growing the game of hockey and you have one of the you have the greatest player to ever play the game that most of the world will never get to see because you you refuse for whatever reason to have best on best hockey and I don't get it. And that thing in 2016 that was an absolute joke. And that's the last time he's played. Connor McDavid has played in the best on best situation and it, it doesn't make any sense to me why why there's no bend in your break and how you don't understand that and it just doesn't make any sense to me how you won't you don't you don't look how the other sports have evolved and how the other sports have grown and when people when it's good entertainment people will watch like i said uh, last week on one of these things i do so many uh, you had the, the world cup of soccer which is a massive event it got me watching because canada was playing was canada going to win it win a, 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 a the tournament nope did they have a chance to maybe win a game? Probably, probably should have won that first one, but it got eyeballs onto it. So if you get if you get these things, if it's on, people will watch it, Batman. So take note of what just happened with the World Cup of Baseball, and it was a fantastic event. Yes, two guys got hurt, but you look at the nations that love baseball, and it brought more people into it because people were talking more about the fan bases and, and the like. Yes, they were talking about the, the 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 players, but they were talking a lot about the enthusiasm of the crowd and how much they, they liked it and how much they enjoyed it. And so, Batman, do yourself a favor. Get yourself a World Cup of Hockey going again. If it's only eight teams or ten teams or whatever it may be, It'll get people watching it. Don't wait for the Olympics to do it because you don't know what can happen. Yes, you have a problem with COVID that, that occurred, and you said they were going to have it, but I don't believe you for one second. And they said there's going to be one in 2024, but I just read this morning that there wasn't going to be. So, Batman, do yourself a favor and get yourself a World Cup of Hockey going again. That one in, in 1996 was unbelievable drama. The, the Canada Cups in, in, the, in the 80s were unbelievable to watch. Yes, you have players you never got to see, see before. But now that there's free agency and everything else, you have players changing all the place. And yes, there's more players from the European countries and everything else that, that, that we didn't see back then. But it's, it was great drama back then. And people love playing for their country no matter what. You watch even the U.S. guys last night. They, they, were, they were distraught when they lost that game. And they wanted to win that game to a man. It wasn't just an exhibition. It, was a, it meant something to a lot of people in, in the stands. It meant something to a lot of people around the world. And the players, were they meant it when they went. They, the Japanese players won that game last night. They meant it deep down inside. And they had a they had a hell of a time watching that game last night or playing that game last night and i know i had a heck of a time watching that game last night and they, the, the game was played the right way and maybe coaches around north america watch how the japanese uh, team uh, played last night and watch how that that game was coached last night because that was uh that was baseball uh, to uh to a man that was one of the, the best games i've seen in a long time and it was a fun fun game to watch and we got to baseball coming up so you're gonna have a bit of a down slope in the games to start next weekend but uh it's, it was it was it was great for the game of baseball and it was uh it was fun to watch and hockey batman get down to it and get get the best on best going again because before you know it some of our best players that they'll be leaving the game soon uh, because of retirement and some guys were getting too old to, to play in these, these preseason tournaments and it's, it's time that that hockey got to figured it out and and grew the game externally not just try to grow it from the inside out because i think that's what they've been doing uh for for a long time anyways there's my rant for the day uh anyways on this day in 19 uh, 1989, and uh, turn your eyes. You're watching this one on YouTube or on Facebook Live this morning. Uh, Clint Malarchuk uh, lacerated his carotid artery and partially lacerated his jugular vein versus St. Louis Blues when uh, Steve Tuttle and Uwe Krupp crashed the net. Malarchuk lost a, a liter and a half of blood. Uh, was 
during the geez, it was a horrible thing. The only thing that saved his life there, if you remember that there was that at the old odd in Buffalo, there was a gate right behind the net, and there was a paramedic right behind the net that saved his life. They they carted him off to the hospital. There was blood everywhere. It was disgusting. Like I shouldn't even be showing it. It was just, there was so much blood loss. I remember it like it was yesterday, and that really brought in the advent of of um net guards to minor hockey and to goaltenders alike because of of that injury that Malarchuk got there in 1989 it was a gruesome thing he, he uh they 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 clogged it off. I'm not a paramedic by any means. They clogged it off. They saved his life. They got him to the hospital. And as they were going to the hospital, apparently he was joking with the uh, with the paramedics. So they, they said he was going to be okay. They, they they saved his life. They said, yeah, it's going to be bad. Over 300 stitches he got uh, over the like. But on the way to the hospital, he was joking about getting back for the third period with the paramedics and, and the like. Malarchuk, uh, one of the one of a good humor guy, went through some troubles later on in life with uh, alcoholism and everything else. But no, he was a uh, to It was a gruesome injury. Their blood ever. Everywhere. There was players puking on the ice. I'm not, I'm not making this up. There was people fainting in the stands, seeing the amount of blood that was lost. You think about a liter and a half of blood pouring out of your body, and every time his heartbeat, stuff was blood was pouring out of his body, and it was all over the ice. It was a, it was a gruesome, gruesome injury, but it was uh, something that uh, was a learning experience for a lot of people in the game, in the world of hockey. That maybe some. Um, some uh, more protection was needed around the neck area. And you see a lot of these injuries happening now with how sharp skates are and the, the way gloves are worn. And then uh, the, the, the shin pads, they're getting around the back of the legs. And you see a lot, a lot of these injuries happening again. You had, uh, you had uh, Patrick or Evander Kane, sorry, this year with the Edmonton Oilers uh, getting his, his artery slashed on his, on his, uh, on his wrist. So it's a, it's a, it's, it was a bad thing to happen to Malarchuk, but thank God he, he survived. And it was a learning experience for a lot of, um, a lot of uh, hockey players and a lot of uh, equipment manufacturers around the world. And uh happy birthday. This tough one in the birthday world here for 1420 in the morning, but happy 45th birthday to former international hockey defenseman, Tom Pody born this day in 1978 in Worcester, Massachusetts. Pody played uh, in parts of 13 NHL season with stops in Edmonton, the Rangers, and the Islanders, and the Washington Capitals. Pody scored 69 goals, 258 assists for 327 penalty minutes. Like I said, tough day uh, for, for birthdays in the in 14, 20 in the morning world, but I found one for you guys anyways. So anyways, anyways it was a good show today. Thank you guys very much for listening and watching on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. For those of you who uh, haven't watched, didn't watch it live, make sure you catch up onto it. And thank you very much for watching the show or listening to the show later on. Uh, speaking of listening to or watching the show later on uh, or listening later on, if you do listen later on today, Pass it on to somebody else because uh, we're we're approaching the ten thousand. Well, we should pass it sometime today. The ten thousand download mark for our little show for just this year alone. So that's a, a big uh, big uh, pat on our back for for our show. And we thank you very much. So just pass it on to somebody else. It's quite easy. Hit a button on your phone and it goes to somebody else. And we we greatly appreciate all the support that you guys give us on a daily basis. Support our sponsors as well because that helps us keep putting the shows out for you guys on a daily basis and everything else. But so uh, no, it's been a great uh, great time here at to fourteen. 20 world headquarters world baseball classic was last night major league baseball starts a week from now hockey's getting going again with the uh, the playoff races happening oh the flames team's in trouble we don't want to talk about them anymore anyways 14 20 in the morning for this 22nd day of march 2023 thank you for letting us be a part of your day every day make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel make sure you pass this on to somebody else let's get this thing going viral today why not for this wednesday wednesday morning here in western canada pass it on to somebody in the east coast and they can pass it on to pass it on to pass it on anyways let's have some fun with this and see where it can go anyways thank you very much for making us a part of your morning each and every day here uh at 1420 world headquarters and remember it doesn't matter where you are 
It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.